So, my name is Duane Codlin. I'm a front-end developer at JH. I've been doing front-end for the last three years, and before becoming a front-end, I was a lecturer at Nottingham College for three years. So you never know. My arrival in the tech industry was not a traditional one. There is no CS degree here. I like my place within the tech industry, doing front-end. I love it. It's something I actually love doing. I love going to work. I love building stuff. And I think I can, um, I think that anything, anywhere I'm doing things where I'm helping somebody um, on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm happy with. So the role suits me well. So the talk is on diversity versus inclusion. The reason I'm doing this talk is because I'm a black man and maybe it, it would come across better if it was somebody white that was standing here talking about diversity and having more diversity in tech. But I think I wanted to represent what I as an individual face on a day to day. Not only that, but what I see in the industry and what I have researched and hopefully, you know, I can actually spread the word, give some advice to companies in order to get more people from more diverse backgrounds. I mean, people from different races, people from different ethnic groups, minority ethnic groups, Asians, different people from different classes, different creeds, basically anybody that's not white. <laughs> I don't care. We just need to get more of a mix within the industry. And I just feel strongly about that. So this talk is literally done just to make sure I'm helping people and I'm helping companies to have some way of going, that have some way of going towards having more people from diverse races within their company. And it's not only represented by one race. So this is where the talk comes in. Generational wealth gap. Does anybody know what this is? It's very interesting because generational wealth happens when you have inheritance that has been passed on from generation to generation. So your great, great grandfather might have had some land, he might have built a house, and then that house, because of the land that he's on, appreciates in value over years. So say for instance, you had a land that was worth 10,000 pounds. In a hundred years, it might be worth 10 million pounds. So just take that concept in your mind when we talk about generational wealth. So I'll go a little further from there. So let's go back a little bit further. So slavery, was a very profitable commodity. When it comes to the economy, it was very profitable. So anybody that was a white plantation owner became a millionaire, especially in America, it sprouted millionaires. Most millionaires in the Southern state than any other commodity of its day. If you were dealing in slavery, you were rich. And now those southern states, they actually became the economic engine that actually run the United States. So if you were a slave owner in the southern state, you had privilege, you had power, you had influence. If you were just a person that had slaves, you had a stake of running, um, running, running, the plant, running a plantation back in those days. You had so much power to wield. You could actually make things a reality. So, you know, everybody will be saying, well, that was in America. We are in the UK. So what does that have to do with us? We never had slaves in England. And you might be right, but guess what? There was loads of people in England that had slaves in the colonies. 
And there were loads of people that in England that were dealing in slave, slavery. In 1632 to 1807, nearly 200 years, Britain slave merchant made a profit of 12 million pounds on the purchase and sale of African people. So, if you think about that, and basically what was happening is that these people would be transporting slaves to different colon different colonies that English um, that England or Britain had an empire with. So, if you think about 12 million, what the figure is of of today would be about a billion dollars. So, believe it or not. If your forefathers had any kind of business back in the days dealing with slavery, that money that gets passed on from generation to generation, just think about the start that you would have, the backing you would have come into life with. Contrast that to a person that forefathers were a slave and started with nothing. It's like starting a race with Usain Bolt and being shot in the foot. You are at the starting line. You are no hope of competing. I've done it in a way where I want you to think that if you if you go if you go because um you always if you think about it if you are white because you are always in power and somebody has always been in white that was in power is the people that are passing laws for somebody that is white the majority of society predominantly as you are now is catering to somebody that is white. I mean, mainstream caters to somebody that is white. The tech industry now, even though it's been around for a short period of time, caters to somebody that is white. The majority of people at the higher levels within the industry, the tech industry, are white. So if you think about the generational wealth gap between somebody that has so much behind them, so much influence, so much power behind them, compared to a person that is black, it's like zero to 100. It's fascinating when you think about this, because if you think that about the influence that all of somebody that is white and the depiction of white culture in mainstream compared to the black culture within mainstream, you know that there's a distinct gap between the programs on TV that caters to somebody who is from, say, a minority background. Plus, there is so much institutional prejudice that has arise because of that and because bills were made into laws. And you know all different parliaments go through and the majority of people cater for people that look like them. It's just the case where we have come to this and somebody from a black or minority ethnic group is still fighting to have some type of equality, even within the tech industry. We are still fighting to have the same type of equality, which you think that is crazy. I mean, it's 2020. Are we still talking about this? But yeah, we're still talking about this because we need to talk about this. So let's talk about this. So the nuts and tech scene. The tech industry would you consider? So the nuts and tech industry, would you consider it to be diverse? A lot of people would say yes, because we have a lot of meetups. We have meetups that cater to different areas of tech. We have women in tech. We have loads of different projects that we're ongoing. We have project function. We talk about helping somebody from underprivileged backgrounds towards coming into tech. So we have lots of initiative in place where we're trying to get people from type of cultures into the tech industry from diff um, to, in Nottingham. So Nottingham looks like we're okay. So you think, let's see. 
So the technical screen of them when somebody says diverse, and I, I will say that this most when people talk about tech industry being diverse, it's all about I've hired a white woman to fit this role. And because we have hired two white women and we have 10 other male, white male that work in the office, we have a diverse business. At worst, I've seen where people have said they have diverse of mind. That means they are a diverse business, even though it's filled with just white people. We are diverse. That's what people say. And, you know, I've commented on it on Twitter. So if you really want to go and see some, some, some jokes or see some comments I've made, you can go back and look at my Twitter feed. We are diverse. That's what people say when they're in Nottingham. And I've seen it. So, they've hired a white female working in the tech industry, but it's not a black female or an Asian female or a Chinese female or somebody from a different minority ethnic group. It's somebody that is white. And this is what it is. And I'll explain to you. For me, as a black person looking in, I'm looking for somebody that looks as a representation of me. I cannot see that. I don't see that. That white female, as diverse as she might be for somebody that is white, she's not diverse enough for somebody that is black. And all powers to somebody that is iron female. I'm all for it. But I'm just thinking that we could do better when we do think about having somebody from a more diverse minority background as well. Because in reality, what people call diverse, when I see it, I don't think they should. Because for me, you know, women in tech, I'm going to say, it's mostly white women in tech. And it's really bad to say that, but it's the truth. It's like, if you think about it, it's like most people that get hired and when you're getting hired, look like everybody else. I've been working in, in that company and the majority of people that are working in the tech industry, now even Nottingham, that as a multitude of mixed and diverse ethnic groups, are, as a, are is defined as a mixed diversity, the multitude of people that get hired into the industry are white. Now, how can we say we are making products and services and representing society within the tech industry, if that's the case? Now, that's what I'm talking about. Look at the tech community versus our society. Look at the majority of kids known. Majority of kids born are mixed. Majority of families are mixed. My kids are mixed. There's so many different cultures within the city, but compare that to the tech industry within Nottingham. I won't show it, but you can look at the different companies. Look at the people that work there. These companies, look at their Instagram photos. Look at the photos of their Christmas party. Look at their Instagram photos of their team meetings. Look at their photos showing on Twitter of their Zoom calls. Predominantly white. That's what it is, just what it is now. We're thinking about building a tech community that truly represents our society. If we're thinking about building a tech industry that represents our society, that is contrary, that is completely opposite to what the society is. Diversity to me, diversity to me means having different opinions from different people of all shades, color, abilities. That's what diversity means. So, some people say, you know what, you're just ignorant. It is the case where you know you can have empathy 
you can empathize with somebody else. You can you can see, you can get get similar feelings, you can understand where somebody's coming from, and you can understand a lot of people. Now, I don't see color, you know, somebody white, somebody black, I mean nothing to me. It's all the same. It's all about the person, the individual. It's up it's not about the color of their skin. And I get that. I get that. I've gotten that argument. Oh yeah. But rest assured, ignorance is a real thing. I mean, there's a certain level of knowledge you can never attain. Example, look, I was born black and I will never have a knowledge of what it is to be white. Never. The opposite is also true though. You know, if you are born white, you'll never fully understand what it is to be black. But all those one gain some understanding from somebody else. It's about having conversations. It's about asking. It's about researching. It's about learning. You might never be empathetic towards somebody if you don't have a vested interest in that person to begin with. In order for you to have a vested interest, you have to have conversations. We have to talk for you to know how I feel as a black man working in the tech industry. Plus, you have to talk to other people from other cultures and other minority backgrounds to get to know them, to get to know where they come from, in order for these things where we're going through and what we're going through and to make it a better industry for everybody. We first need to start from the ground up. So firstly, we need to be looking at things with different lenses. We need to invite diversity and inclusivity in our workplace. We need to be promoting diversity in these ways in the tech industry. We need diversity and we need inclusivity. The tech industry need people to help them look through different lenses in order to change the responses to different problems we face. We have loads of problems that we go through on a day to day. And it's important that we have, we have different people from different backgrounds, culture, ethnic groups involved in order to fix these problems. The tech industry is booming at the minute. I mean, looking, look at it. Zoom is booming, e-commerce is booming. We're in a lockdown and yet here I am able to talk about where I'm trying to give you a point of view because I'm working in the tech industry. But if we don't have the buy-in, if we don't have the buy-in of everybody in society, when feelings change and things move on, there is no longer appetite for it, the industry will fail. You might ask yourself, how can we do better? There was a saying when I was growing up, and I firmly believe it. It takes a community to raise a child. And what that means is that we need to give a bit of our time and invest in the industry. We need to be thinking about, we need to be thinking about the same. We need to be planting, planting these seeds, yeah, that will never, and I mean, will never see become trees. I mean by this is that we need to be doing things that we don't need to be seeing the benefits from straight away. But long term, we know it has the potential to bloom into something great. And I will stop it on for you. So this is Mel, this is Mel and her daughter. So Mel was introduced to me about a year ago, about a year and a half. And what she wanted was to get into the industry. She was a college student and she, this was her second skin at college. The first time she left was because she felt pregnant. She got married and you know, things happen. And then, but what drove her 
you know, was the fact that she felt like she was in a situation where not a lot of people thought she would have been able to become something. And she wanted to be a somebody. She felt like the tech industry, web development is what she specialised in, was something she could actually do. She had a quick brain, she felt like she could learn a lot. She was a bit rougher on the edges, but she felt like she had she put the time in because she was was reading about other people that have self-learned and could get could get herself into the industry. All she wanted was a mentor to push her along, and that's what she asked me to do. No, the only thing I had to do was to give her one hour of my time a week, on a week-by-week -week basis. And I met up with her and basically spoke to her about what she was looking, what she was working on. I looked at her work, gave her some critique, told her how to do it better, and she came back, showed me how she did it better. It was an ongoing process until the point where she finished university. She applied for a job and she got a job in the industry at Adtrack. This is Mel now. Mel has literally gone skyrocketed to the point now where she is in the industry mentoring others, telling them all how to get into the industry. It was something that she dreamt of and because she felt like she could achieve it, and she only needed a bit of a helping hand, she was able to achieve it. She's at a point where she wants to do the same for others. She's working in industry and her daughter looks up to her and copies her mom in everything she does. There's a potential there for her daughter to become somebody in this industry because she sees her mom as a role model, as a somebody. That looks like her. That is not just a white woman work, working in tech industry, but somebody from a minority ethnic background. That possibly her daughter could actually come and do the same thing her mom does. And this is what I mean by planting seeds that you will never see become trees. The potential for her daughter to become something because of her mom doing this is great. That's what I think we need more of. Diversity is the cornerstone of winning teams. I'll give you a scenario. You've asked the employee somebody. There are two candidates. One candidate, white, you have met before and you're aware of that person work ethic. The other, the other person um, is black that has a good CV, education, but you are not sure they fit into your team culture. Who do you hire? So this is the question. You know, if your workplace was truly representation of society that you make products for, then your team meetings, your Christmas party would, would look like society. But it doesn't. I've looked at them and I've seen an Instagram post. I've seen all of those Christmas party photos. I've seen all of your company's photos, a photo of Zoom. The majority of people working in the tech industry are white. There's a distinct lack, distinct lack of black and color missing from the pictures that represent the industry. Don't focus on visual appearance, focus on the agenda. That's a quote from me. Ask yourself, who are your clients and customers? What do they look like? Who sits in the office? Who makes these websites? Who makes these products? Do they look the same? I've been personally told by somebody that I treat everybody the same. I don't see color or race. 
that person was white. My rebuttal is simple. If you could change your race to be black, would you? Do you think there is no such thing as race or you just don't see colour? Having people in our industry with varied knowledge and varied points of view is ideal as it represents our society, market and the world. Let people be who they are without fear of being marginalised. There is a severe lack of accessibility for blacks and minority ethnic groups in the tech industry but there is no overwhelming concern and it does not, because it does not affect the majority of people working in industry. Why should it be somebody? Why should somebody else's lack of representation affect you personally when you never understand what it means to be black? Guess the same way I will never understand what it is to be white. Even if I don't understand truly as what, what as I was not born white, the representation of what white is is overly subscribing our industry and our society at large. Do people? know what white privilege is. When you're accustomed to something all of your life, do you see it as a privilege? There is more than one way of being black, and I'll tell you a story. I grew up in Jamaica. There were different shades of black in Jamaica. The majority of the population would be considered to be black, but if your skin tone was lighter, you were given preferential treatment and was seen as above others. When I was growing up, the prime minister looked like a white man but he governed a country that was distinctly black. I never grew up thinking I could become the Prime Minister because that's what I saw and that's what that was in Jamaica. But somebody saying to me that's in England where the, where the population is predominantly white, I don't see colour. Everybody is the same. I see colour. Everybody is not the same. There's a lot that you don't understand. A lot of people don't understand what white privilege is. I'll let you know first thing, you do not lose your white privilege when you don't understand what it is. I don't want you to feel bad about being white. The same, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable for being black. Same, I don't want to feel uncomfortable for being black. But I'm gonna critique our industry as part of my job because having somebody from a different point of view, critiquing the work you do and showing your flaws in the position that you are and giving you feedback is a positive thing. It's a good thing that will help change this industry. And this is why I'm doing this. I'm not critiquing you in a negative way. I'm critiquing you in hope that this will bring forth positive changes. Create and accelerate opportunities. Create opportunities and accelerate these opportunities for others. We know white is a default mode, but dark mode is sweet. It saves batteries. It's easier on the eyes at night. Having an option to switch is not a bad thing. Being different is not a bad thing. It leads to discovery. It leads to discovering approaches and thinking outside the box from the default choice to solve problems. Sacrificing something for the greater good is not a bad thing. It leads to enlightenment. Teach yourself about everybody else that is not white. There's tons of literature. You can stop saying you can stop saying you don't see color. Are they there are no prejudices or there is no racism? That's just being ignorant. And it's because you don't have a more diverse view of the world. If you continue to look at the headlines or you continue to look at your social media feed or your YouTube algorithms, 
This is not reality. The reality is the world is made up of different races, different individuals, different beliefs. We all breathe the same here and use the resources the earth provides in order to live. It would be ideal for you to have some more conversation with somebody that is not from your clique of people that you go with on a day to day and not the same skin color that you are and having understanding their culture and their backgrounds and their beliefs. Stories that drive should be used to evaluate how it fits your company's agenda. Gender equality versus race equality is not what I'm here for. I want to reiterate, women in tech is great, but there are, but there are and there should be some more similar initiative towards having people from minority ethnic groups and backgrounds in the tech industry as well. It's only fair that there, are some, there should be some representation of different people of color in order to be calling your workplace a diverse workplace. Look, being the only woman in the office surrounded by males is not ideal. Also, being the only black female surrounded by male co-workers is not ideal. Well, I'll let you be the judge of which one you think is worse. Both make you feel isolated. Having an office that brings your culture for agenda forward makes you feel comfortable. For people from underrepresented ethnic groups working in the tech industry, you can't unplay your diversity card. You've already played it. Representing your minority by showing up and taking part and asking for progression. Unspoken connections similarly to going into places where somebody looks like you. There's a comfort level already established. Stop being so quiet. Make some noise. Get your level up. If you are white and in, 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 a, in a privileged position in your company, it's not enough to open the door and say, well, we can hire somebody that is from an ethnic minority. Do more. Imagine somebody like me. Imagine us in your own shoe. Imagine one of us doing your job. Can you make that a reality? Try a different approach or go against the grain. Giving somebody a job because they are given to you by a recruiter is just lazy. Do some research. Use another matrix. Are people smart? Do they work hard? Are they humble? Are they an A player? In your companies, you have many people that are married. Do you have matrix showing how many of them have children? Do you have matrix showing how many of their own their homes? These are stats that show how well you're treating people in your workplaces. These are stats that show how comfortable people are in their jobs to making these long-term commitments. You need to change the philosophy of the company. You shouldn't be focusing only on profit. If you are a CEO of a company, you should be asking yourself, can my staff do what I can do? Or are, can I make sure that my staff are given the same options and opportunities that I'm given? A CEO should be a role model that should be making every staff look up to them in order to attain. What happens when you hire somebody that is from a minority ethnic background? What happens if that if it's the case that you hire a black person? Is it the only black person in that company? So they have to start assimilating, acting like a white guy to fit the role? 
If it's a woman that you hire, does she have to become manly? One of the boys to fit in, in the office? What is the culture? What drives your company? Having an office that brings your culture agenda forward makes you feel comfortable. It's what people should be looking for. That's the type of workplace that we should be creating for others. If interviewing is done right, you'll get somebody. You'll get people that will help you and your business achieve. If you understand the opportunity, then why not this person? Why not, why not this person from a different background, a different race? The potential for more, but the restriction holding them back. Rather than hiring somebody that did it like that, try recognizing talent in these different places and giving them opportunities and giving them room as a company to let them achieve. Micro goals and flexibility to adjust Set the goals, set some short-term goals so you can adjust if things don't work out. We should look at culture, profit and work as the only trinity. These three things should not outweigh each other. Profit should drive culture, culture should drive profit and work. All three should be balanced. When making decisions and all three should be consistency, have consistency behind them. People need to start asking the question, why don't we, rather than, this is what we always do. If you don't like how things are being done, why not show people how to do things the better way? There are companies out there in Nottingham that make 10 million pounds in profit a year, but give 4,000 pounds a year to women in tech to promote diversity in tech. There are companies out there that have turnovers of 10 million pounds a year, and they give zero to project function to promote black and ethnic minorities in tech. Find an office that brings your culture forward, being able to go to work and being able to put your music on Spotify and being celebrated for it. That's the type of office somebody from a minority diverse background should be trying to get into. Let's talk about core vision and goals. Having core vision and actually attaching change to that core, to that goal of improving diversity and inclusivity in your organization is the only way that you will achieve change in the organization. You could try removing the name, removing the location of the job group, removing the date of birth from the application, thinking that you are removing bias. But I will guarantee you that as soon as that person makes it into the next rounds of interview, where they have to have a face-to-face -face interview, that person be interviewed by somebody that's looking for somebody that looks like them, they won't get the job. Organizations are lazy. They don't want to fix it because it's easier to have somebody that likes arse riding, that likes the same things that they do, that look like them in the organization. Organizations don't want to surround themselves with people that don't look like them because they think they might rock the boat. So they look for something where everybody is identically, identical, standing in a straight line. Compare to actually having a set goal that's, a, that's coming from the top, coming from the CEO. CEO saying he wants more diversity. CEO saying he wants somebody from a different background and culture within his organization. Putting that as a core vision and a goal within the company so everybody is on the point and everybody wants to do that. 
These are the things that we need to do in order to become better. Our industry is a beautiful one. I've worked here and I would like to see my kids looking up to me and thinking they could possibly work here in the future. But if there's nothing more being done for somebody from diverse minority ethnic groups to be able to come into the industry and feel comfortable and feel like they are included, like they can go anywhere within the company, there will always be a shortage of people that look like me in tech. Thank you for watching. I really appreciate your time that you spent. Now, I hope that this talk has left you with some enlightenment and maybe push you in some direction towards wanting some change and hopefully you understand where I'm coming from as a black man within tech. Any questions?